you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In this episode, we're going to talk about serpent symbolism. Initially, I was going to talk about another topic, but recently, I have been seeing snakes everywhere. I have been seeing kids playing with toy snakes, random people with snake tattoos, snake stickers on people's cars, and there's even a series that I'm currently watching where they just introduced a snake into the show. And as I was going over my notes, I was listening to another show, and it had been a while since I listened to this radio host, and he mentioned serpents. So I was like, okay, message received. Oh, and we're in the month of March, so how could we forget about St. Patrick's Day? As I'm sure many of you have heard the Irish lore about St. Patrick driving away the serpents into the sea. And to be honest, I'm always a little hesitant when it comes to making, you know, these episodes on esoteric topics, only because they're so complex. And I've heard a lot, you know, a lot about them. I've researched them, but they just go so deep that one topic leads to another. But this time, the signs have just been so loud to the point where I just surrendered and I said, okay, I'll do it. I just want to be very careful with it because I'm still learning and I know I've got a long way to go. But here I am. Alright, so let's just slither right into this. So, as some of us know, a symbol can have many meanings. And at times, it can penetrate the subconscious more than words. Because a symbol isn't limited to just one idea, such as words. And that's why they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And about 90% of our life choices are governed by our subconscious, and symbols speak to our subconscious. In the case of the serpent, among its many meanings, it can mean both good and evil, so wisdom, it can mean rebirth, and it can mean healing. Also, one thing to note is that the serpent is actually sometimes depicted as a dragon. What's interesting is that when most of us think about serpents, we almost immediately associate it with evil. And of course, we have to give credit to that story in the Bible of Adam and Eve. And in this story, we all know that the serpent is depicted as Satan, which leads man into temptation. And once they bite the apple, once they eat from the forbidden fruit, they gain knowledge of good and evil. They now know good and evil and can now do good or evil. So here we see both sides of our personality. 
that are represented by the serpent. So when you're watching a show and you see that a snake is being represented as evil, what it really is saying is that your lower consciousness is overcoming your higher consciousness. So your devil or your evilness is overcoming your good, your God. It can really serve as a reminder that we have those two options. We can either give in into temptation, into our desires, our base consciousness, our animalistic instincts, or we can overcome our willingness to give into temptation and act with higher consciousness. Manly P. Hall, in his book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, if you've got the book, it's page 273, but he asks, if the serpent be only a thing of evil, why did Christ instruct his disciples to be as wise as serpents? And so hopefully now you can see the duality of the symbol of the serpent. And this can be seen in many myths in many cultures. For example, in Christianity, God slaying Leviathan. In Egyptian mythology, Ra versus Apep. In Mesoamerican myth, that would be Quetzalcoatl. In Greek, Zeus versus Typhon. Sumerian would be Marduk and Tiamat. In Nordic, that would be Thor versus, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Thor versus Jormungandr, which leads us to our next symbolic meaning of rebirth. Because Jormungandr, also known as Midgard Serpent or World Serpent, was actually a serpent that grew so large that it was able to surround the entire earth and even grasp its own tail, which makes it an example of an Ouroboros. What's an Ouroboros? It's a symbol. It's actually a snake biting its own tail, forming a perfect circle. Sometimes this symbol is a dragon biting its own tail, and other times it's a pair of snakes biting one another's tails, forming a circle. Its name, Ouroboros, actually comes from the Greek, and it means self-devourer. And so the interpretation of this symbol is that it represents not only the cycle of nature seasons, but also the eternal cycle of rebirth. This idea comes from the snake's ability to shed its skin annually, therefore symbolizing rebirth and renewal. Because the snake is a creature of earth, being so close to the ground, and the circle is a symbol of completion and of spiritual perfection, the Ouroboros represents a union of the two. A union of the opposites of heaven and earth, working harmoniously. Another symbol we might see on a daily basis that we pay no attention to probably is that of the caduceus. You know, we'll see it in hospitals and on ambulances, and we immediately associate it with 
health. But what do snakes have to do with health? So a caduceus is a symbol, and it's composed of a rod intertwined by two snakes with wings at the top. This staff is carried by Hermes, according to Greek mythology. If you break it down, you have the staff or the wand, which is a symbol of power of magical and supernatural forces, right? It's the tool of all the magicians, pretty much all of the tool of all medicine men and of shaman, right? So think about all the characters that carry a rod, a staff, a wand, or a scepter of some sort. You've got Moses, you've got Merlin, and if you've ever watched any Disney movies, you've got Rafiki in The Lion King, right? He was a shaman. You've got Jafar, who was a powerful sorcerer who carried a snake staff. And of course, who can forget Maleficent, who carried a scepter. Which reminds me, this wand carried by Hermes was said to wake the sleeping and or send those awake to sleep. And if applied to the dying, their death was gentle. And if applied to the dead, they returned to life. Next, you've got wings on the caduceus. And wings represented spiritual communication from the heavens or of the gods. And the two serpents intertwining represent both the male and female. They represent opposites, so day and night, good and evil. It represents balance. And they also form the figure eight. So again, infinity, completion, a perfect circle, ultimately representing the cosmos, the spirit, unity. And so all of these symbols combined together represent authority of supernatural powers, messages from the spirit realms, and the pairing of opposites working in harmony and in unity. Snakes also represent health because Asclepius, god of medicine, was said to have the power and intuition to use poisonous substances from serpents to restore health and to bring the dead back to life. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy doing all of this extensive research for it. You know what's crazy is that there's still so much to go over. How serpents associate to the sun and the cosmic egg. And if you guys are interested on me doing a second part on the symbology of the serpent, let me know. You can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. And let's be friends on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. You can also reach me there if you have any questions or if there's anything that you just simply feel like sharing or if you feel like adding anything to this, please do so. All right. Thanks for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.